Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest news every week as we discuss the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Liverpool pile the pressure on Oli, Mason Mount scores a hat-trick as Chelsea thrash Norwich, Watford shock Everton at Goodison and City show class against Brighton. Some big stories to cover this week, so let's talk football. Right, here we go, another week. Another week, another week of great Premier League action. It's been a fantastic weekend for some of us. Yeah. Not all of us. We'll get onto it, we'll get onto it. Yeah, lots of goals this weekend. Lots of goals, lots of goals. Three games with five goals or more. Which is impressive. Yeah, four games even. Manchester City obviously sticking four past Brighton as well. Yeah, so um, good, good entertainment for the neutral. Indeed, I enjoyed watching most of the games this weekend. Most of them. Very nice. So I mean, we've got to start with the big, the big, the big story really that's come out of the weekend. What's that? That is that is the pressure that he's building at Manchester United. Yes. Ollie at the wheel. It's um, I think the tires are burst. Well, it looks like it's going to crash into a wall, doesn't it? It's not looking great. It's not looking great. The performance was awful. I would say being 4-0 down in the first half, that defines as awful. Yes. It's pretty awful. I just It's all the things everyone's been talking about, and there doesn't seem to be any sign of that changing. No. In fairness, Gary Neville said in the commentary that as soon as they came up against somebody with real genuine quality, they would be taken apart, and they were. And the issue, the issue is, though, is that... You expect United to play very differently in those games. Yeah, I was I was very surprised in his pre-match interview that Ali was like, "We're going to get on the front foot," and I thought that is not the way we need to play against Liverpool. Not in the form that Liverpool are in. No, we've got so much pace on the break, and he's beaten all of those teams. Like you know, you think about the wins, the big wins against City, for example, where we have just gone on the break and used the pace of in the past. You know, of Rashford and. And even Dan James. When he was with the club, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he was here. Just to break, just to get through quickly and break through in Greenwood and Bruno and just transitioning very quickly, but on a counter. Yeah, but no, you just played into Liverpool's hands. Yeah, it, it was straight away. It was like, oh, there's a lot of space going to be found in this game. Yeah. I mean, the first goal is a prime example of that. But Keita had so much space. Yeah. Well, all the goals, all the goals. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Obviously, the second one obviously with um, Maguire and Shaw running into one another. Yeah, that wasn't ideal. Oh, it, just like, it was like watching under-14s. It, uh, it was a bit of a shocker. It's not, it's, the thing is, there's not at this stage, it's like, okay, when, when, what's, what's going to change? Like, for me, this is, like, this is the low point now. Yes. So one or two things has, has got to happen. The board are going to make a decision. Yeah. If they haven't already made it by the time the podcast is released, obviously we record this True. on a Tuesday. Obviously, by the time this was released on Friday, things may well have changed. By the sounds of it, it sounds like he's going to get a stay of execution for this weekend at least. What's really bad at this point is you're coming into a run of games now where you're facing teams that can beat you. Yes. So we've got Tottenham coming up. We've got City coming up. We have the prospect of having... The worst attack versus the worst defence on Saturday night. So that's going to be fascinating to watch. Isn't it just? <laughs> but yeah, obviously you've got City next weekend. 
that's going to yeah. be, I think that might be a game to shut your eyes again, unless he changes tact. Obviously, he will have learnt from Liverpool. If not, if he learnt nothing, it's don't go at them. Try and play on the counter, like you said. So hopefully against City, they might try that mentality, but then City have the capability to just pick you off regardless. I think he'll play differently against City because over the year, well, over the years he's found a way of beating Pep. I think he's going to have to, yeah, because no one's no one's won as many games against yeah. Pep than Oli has. I don't know that for fact, but he's got to be close. We have won a lot of Manchester derbies under under Oli. Yeah, yeah. He's well. He's got to survive the trip to the yet to be unknown stadium. Obviously, if we beat you and we beat you comfortably, which I don't think we're capable of, but you never know. Then the pressure will really be on him. Yeah. Well, the pressure, the pressure's on. The pressure's on now. Do you know what I mean? At this point, it's not going to get. It's just going to be at this level. I think we need a one. Or two, one or two things need to happen. Whether it comes from, I think the players have a lot to answer to themselves because I think they're not going to find someone who they who's going to treat no, them as well no, as Ollie's no, going to treat these not. players. That's the thing. He's such a. A player-friendly manager. And actually, if you don't work yourself into the ground for this man, yes, you're gonna get Conte coming in. Conte is not gonna be nice to them. No, you know what I mean. No, he's gonna run them into. The, he's gonna. He's gonna force some big changes there that you might not be happy with, or you know. And yeah. Zidane's the other one that's been mentioned, but doesn't seem the right fit, does it? You know that Madrid side that he took on of special. And then he was able just to put the little, and he was he did you know he was able to get a lot out of those players, but they were already a special group. And I don't think United have the midfield to play the way that that Real Madrid side played. We haven't got a Tony Cruz, and we haven't got a, a Luka Modric. Yeah, you haven't seen Zinedine Zidane take a squad and improve it to the point where it started from X and ended up ended up at Y. Yeah. There's a lot to like about the work that Oli has done with United in his time in terms of you think about where United were yes. when he came in first after Mourinho. I think even though there's issues about, oh, what's the style, what's this, what's that, we're a lot nicer to watch generally, especially when we're playing well, than we ever were under Van Gaal and Mourinho. They were winners wherever they'd been before, but... won leagues everywhere else, but they never won a league at United. No, and you've got to play with the type of football that we de- demand of passing, attacking, and obviously Van Gaal and Mourinho are not those sort yeah. of managers. Whereas Ollie's he's an attacking manager. Yeah. Well, the, the, he changed he changed the culture as well. He changed a lot of the stuff. A lot of, you know, we've talked about in the past as United fans how, the, well, you know, the dressing room wasn't right in that time. And I think, you know, I talked about it before when Ibrahimovic and Lukaku had that yeah. incident when they were playing for the Milan clubs. Well, if that was happening in the United dressing mm. room, that sort of incident, then then that goes to show the change in the culture yeah. that was required. And I think Oli had done that, you know, to change the dressing room and and change the way that the club was run, particularly you know yeah. on that on that level. So there's a lot to like about the changes that he's made. And I guess the issue that a lot of people are having now is. Does he have the nose to get you out of to it? Yeah. Now shape it to shape it tactically. Now that the le- you know the league's improved yes, dramatically, it has, yeah. and it has. Liverpool are flying. Manchester City are flying. Chelsea are flying. Arsenal are yeah. even improving beyond their early season form. 
yeah there's lot that that's the, the big question mark and that's where it's been laid and then you have a performance like we had against villa which was terrible we have the performance again against leicester which was awful the first half against um atalanta yeah. bad liverpool bad and and these things start to add up now it's like well what's well what really is the issue because we weren't playing you, you can't tell me we've been playing like this for the last no. two years because we haven't you know what i mean it's like this hasn't this is something that has developed recently whatever it is because we weren't playing this bad the players weren't sprinted you know they were pressing they were pushing remember those first 10 games when ollie came in and he just put the energy back into the team is that because he was the caretaker or was that because he was a fresh set of eyes on the i'm sure there's there's probably lots of different reasons for it let's let's be honest but a lot of that core group of that players the players that beat paris saint-germain in Parc de prince in that court in that uh last 16 round of the champions league the other year like there's a lot of that squad that's still there so what's what's really changed really we you know we've only added quality since then so there's something that's that's disrupted that dressing room wherever that is something to do with ronaldo coming in changing the focus you know he comes into a dressing room he's going to ba- he's bound to change the dynamic of a dressing room yes definitely has that had an effect on the mentality of the players is is all of a sudden ronaldo coming in putting that pressure on those players are we now starting to see some of those players break under that pressure you know what I mean? So, you know, Ronaldo's come in and demanding and just demanding from these players and all of a sudden they're just feeling this pressure on them yeah. that they've not had before because that expectation has gone up. Well, the expectation has gone from finishing in the top four to challenging for the title. Yeah, and I think, yeah. is there a part of that that's the issue? Could be. But I don't know. I don't know. It's... Have to wait. The thing is, the thing is with these things, you'll never really know until something changes. Whether that be Ollie manages to turn it round, or Ollie unfortunately has to go. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're, you're never really going to know what what a catalyst is. As a person who has lost plenty of managers over the years, I can see the warning signs, and the warning signs are oh, you can see them. Not, I don't think he's going to last personally. You can you can definitely see that you can definitely see that you know the vultures are sw- flying round, yeah. The press is starting, you know. His attitude his attitude is starting to shift a bit, yeah. As well, you know he's starting to get a bit more um, snappy with the journalists, yeah. And the trouble I've found in the past, obviously, when Andre Villas Boas was our manager, we were playing all right against the lesser teams in inverted commas. But we were getting spanked by the likes of City, Liverpool, Chelsea. And that's what cost him his job. Yeah. So, yeah, I I fear for Ollie. I do. It's a shame. Because, obviously, if you do bring in Antonio Conte... Oh, it's going to be very different. It's going to be very different. And Manchester United are going to be a much different animal, I think, under him than they are at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, they will because he'll just—he's just going to change he'll everything. Just, he'll take no rubbish from anybody, will he? No, let's be fair. Uh, he'll take no nonsense. It, it, he will. He has a see. That's yeah. the thing with Conte. He has for me. He's—he comes across as much more of a Mourinho type figure. Yeah, which is why I don't think that he'd, he'd fit United, Conte, because we've done that. We've done that approach. Yeah, you need you need somebody Fergie esque 
don't you? Really? Yeah, well, they're not really around, though, are they? They don't, they like... don't make managers like that anymore. No. They really don't. And, Steve uh... Bruce is available. Steve Bruce. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Steve Bruce in charge till the end of the season? No, I, I don't, to be honest. <laughs> I think you'd be banging your head I'll off tell you one desk, thing. I'll you? tell you one thing I will say. Actually, you bringing up past United players. I saw yeah. Paul Ince put a tweet out on Sunday, which I found really disappointing. Well, really, when you think about time. it. The way that he was treating a fellow football professional, I didn't think that it was a, a, a good look on him. Right, okay. Given the mental health is a big thing at the moment and... Oh yeah, he said. He, he said. Remember block. when they all slaughtered me for slaughtering Ollie? That's what he put out on. When was that? Yeah, on Sunday. And I just thought, is this really a time for you to go out and go? Oh, I told you so. Yeah. When Not you've really. got a fellow professional, yeah, okay, you never played with Ollie, but a fellow professional footballer who's come under that sort of, and your one shot is to just have a go. Yeah. At people around you, but then without thinking about the effect that that's going to have on, you know, they're probably both members of the LMA. Yes, they probably will be. Yeah, and at that I just, I just, I just found that like, whoa, that took me aback. That did yeah. actually it just turn to go. Well, hang on a minute. Clearly, has an axe to grind over something. Oh yeah, and obviously he he left Manchester United under a very dark cloud. Didn't well, he? it's not even that really because. It's more for me around the fact that I always think he th thought he was a better manager than he really was. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably something to do with it as well. You know what I mean? It's just like, because uh, he, he kind of turned around, didn't he, and go, I could do I could do as good a job as Ollie could. I remember him saying that in somewhere. Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh. Okay, man. I, I, that, that just kind of <laughs> like, okay, fine. You want to have a pop? at the people who but then the, the way that you've gone about it i just found entirely disrespectful really yeah, yeah it doesn't doesn't um doesn't paint him in a good light does it no, just be All a links. better person you know if someone's under pressure and rightfully so there's a lot of things that need to change at united right now we can all see it but for you to come out and say something like that against a fellow professional yeah i think he's just poor Now's not the time, Paul. Now's not the time. Indeed. But yeah, that's that's United. We'll see what happens with United. I think there's big issues. They're not going to get solved overnight. I mean, this is probably the first week off they've had since the start of the season. Yes, because you've got no Carabao Cup this week. No you? Carabao Cup for us. So you've got four so, days to get ready for Tottenham. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what um we'll see what they do. So after Liverpool and Manchester United. Should we move on to Chelsea versus Norwich? I think that's a good idea. I think that's a very good place to move on to. Norwich City. I mean, I know that they're going to get beaten by teams, but they were dismantled by Chelsea. They really were. And that was pretty much before the sending off as well. It was before the sending off. It was five before the sending off. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they had a bit of unfortunate luck with the penalty. Obviously, Tim Krull was off his line. He was quite clearly off his line. You could see that. Mason yeah. Mount just put it in the opposite corner for the first time. Brilliant. Uh, it was... Um, I mean, I was watching the Cardiff and Middlesbrough game on the other side, and every time I was switching over to BT to watch it, Chelsea had scored. Yeah. 
So you can blame me, games. Norwich, if you like. Because every time I kept flicking back, you kept conceding a goal. That'll be, that's exactly why it was. That's exactly why they were doing what they were doing. Obviously, Mason Mount's going a hat-trick. Very good performance from him. Ben yeah. Chilwell, three goals in three games for Ben Chilwell. If he's not in yep. your fantasy team, why is he not in your fantasy team? Because he'll probably stop scoring the second you put him in there. Probably. That's generally how it works. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Norwich's season will not be dictated by what happened to them on Saturday. No. Their goal difference has taken a bit of a battering. You know, they've now got the worst goal difference in the league, but I think they already had that prior to the game. They've got a minus 21 goal difference after nine games of football, Chris. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. It's, we conceded on average three goals a game. They've scored two goals in the season so far. Yeah, what's that? It's like nine games, 21. So you, you're at least two goals a game you, you're giving people. Yeah, and you can't do that. It's, um, yeah, it's looking grim for Norwich. I mean, Delia, they pan to Delia Smith and Michael, the owner of um, Norwich. And Delia just looked like she wanted to be anywhere else, frankly. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Poor, poor Delia. Get poor, back to the Delia. cookbooks. Yeah, back to the cookbooks. That's probably the best place to go. And hide. Hide, hide yourself yeah. away. Yeah. Hide yourself, do some baking, keep yourself happy. Yeah. Get yourself some nice grub. Speaking of a player who got a hat-trick, we'll move on to Watford against Everton next. What a difference for Watford. Big, big win for Watford. What a difference a week makes. Big, big win. To go away from home to, to Goodison. But on that type of performance when, you know, when you think of the level that Watford have been at. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you said it last week that Claudio Ranieri wouldn't have had the time to work with the players before the Liverpool game. Yeah. And... You could see by the way that Watford lined up that they had had a lot of practice on what they were going to do. Obviously, it didn't start well. They conceded pretty early. But they got themselves back in the game. And then they just blitzed them in the second half. I mean, Josh King. So I saw a statistic about Josh King. Mm -hmm. He played 12 times for Everton. He came off the bench 12 times. Didn't start a game for Everton. Yeah. Scored one goal. Yes. He scored three times in 90 minutes at Goodison. It's uh, good before. I'll, Josh King, because obviously he's a United He graduate. is, yeah, from, from back in the day, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's been always been a player that I kept an eye on. Yeah. And he was a, tal he's a talented finisher, but he, he just never quite got to the level. And he's always had that in him. Um, but he's, he's obviously, I think he's had a few injuries over the years. As he well, has had a few injuries him. over the years, which has kind of held him back a little bit. Yeah. But you can you can see when he's on his day, he's as good as anyone. Oh, some of those finishes. I mean, one in particular was so cool. You know, he didn't have a lot of time to think about it. To be fair, he could have slashed at it, given the amount of goals he had scored. But he, he just placed it in the corner. Jordan Pickford had no chance. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely got those those types of finishes in his locker. Josh King, it's just yeah. it's just been getting him consistently in games and getting him consist consistently performing. Has always been his been his issue over the years wherever he's been. So at Bournemouth, that you know, was probably his best spell before now. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he showed signs, but no. Yeah, and that move Watford up to mid table. Yeah, no, up to, up to ten points, near enough in the top half. There's a long way to go still. There is a long way to go. But it's a good start 
to get a, yeah to get a quarter, well what is it we're about a quarter of the way through the season now and they've got a quarter of the points that they're probably going to need yeah yeah because well 35 should keep you up yeah so we'll, we'll see how things go yeah uh should we go on to man city next oh they were just in cruise control against city they were they were yeah I think Brighton have had their early form, and I, I half expected this to happen for Brighton. You know, you you have the teams that start really well, and then they kind of hit hit a bit of a wall for a little bit. And I yeah. think Brighton have got to that point, but City were just yeah, just oh, they just were phenomenal. Doing, some of just the, doing Man City things. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help that the goalkeeper practically gifted them one. No, in that never, like that, never does help. You don't help. want to do that. <laughs> In a game of that magnitude, you, you can't be gifting teams goals, I'm afraid. No, it wasn't ideal. No, but City were on it, yeah, from the word go. And since losing to us, they haven't looked back, really. No. No, they um they look good. It's going to be a good title race between City, Chelsea and Liverpool, I think, this yeah, year. Yeah, I think it's just going to be the three of them, isn't it? Obviously, oh, West yeah, Ham yeah. will argue that they'll be in the argument. I mean, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> You said it. I didn't say it. People. I mean, if they win the league, I you know what I mean. Fair play to them, but they're not going to win the league, are they? No, no. But I just wanted to show that it's not an unbiased opinion. Everyone thinks it. Yeah, no, no. West Ham aren't winning the league. Sorry, guys. I know you're a massive club, but no. Oh dear. Speaking of West Ham, yeah. Shall, shall we do it? Shall we talk about West Ham and Tottenham? I mean, yeah. I it was a all right game. It was all right. It was. West Ham had the better of the first half. Yeah. Well, the first half of the first half. We had the better of the second half of the first half. And then we didn't bother coming back out. No. I think and I... it's really beginning to get on my nerves. I thought, to be fair, I thought West Ham played really well. I, I just, I'm such a big fan of Declan Rice. They did play very well. They did play I've, very well. De- Declan Rice has got... He's, he's one of the best midfielders in the league. Even Definitely. at his young age. He's just... He's yeah. so... His calming influence in a midfield and is the way that he reads the game and the way he can get across. And then he has the ability to pass through the lines as well. And he gets forward as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he makes forward runs and he's just got it. He's, yes. But he's yeah. probably the one I would have, I would have said, don't bother with Sancho. And I, I think I might have said this to someone. I know. I was, I was like, "Don't bother, leave Sancho. Get me Declan Rice. He's he's an upgrade on everything that we've got." Yeah, he just is. So, but you know, I, I'm a big fan of Declan Rice. I think he's great, and I think he he's gonna he's just got a star all over him. Someone will, someone will pick it. I'm sorry, West Ham. I don't mean to pick you down, but I think Declan Rice will probably be finding finding himself a, a new home potentially next summer. Potentially, potentially, it's going to cost the club a lot of money to get oh, away. Oh, it'll cost them loads, but I still think it'll happen. Where do you think he'll go? I'd, l- oh, I'd really want him to come to United, but he won't. <laughs> if he's got any sense, he won't. Yeah. <laughs> he could end up at uh, Chelsea. I could see him in Chelsea's team. Yeah, with his old mate. With well, do you think Jorginho, Kante, and Declan Rice as a three? Jesus that's a, Christ, that's a three, isn't it? That's a three. That's a three that's going to dominate for quite a while. Could see him at Chelsea. I don't yeah. quite see him. I don't quite see him fitting in at City. I think Rodri's kind of got that role. Yes. Yeah. No. Locked down. 
Liverpool. He could do a job for Liverpool. Jordan Henderson's... Exactly, yeah. Mm, Jordan Henderson's yeah, getting to yeah. that latter stage of his career. But would, where... would Liverpool pay out the sort of money that they're probably I mean, going to be looking at? They spent eighty million on Van Dyke because they needed a centre off. Let's not yeah, let's not true. pretend that Liverpool haven't got money. They do have money. They just they, they're very pragmatic. They just did, well, spending yeah, they're in it, a yeah. position where they don't need to just go out and they just need to make. Well, they're at a point where United were back in like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, where it was just like we'll just get one or two in to keep the numbers rolling through. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's where Liverpool are at. Yeah, uh, you know they've definitely. got that quality in that first eleven, well first. 14, 15, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just about adding to that and creating that atmosphere and replacing a role when you need to. And I think, yeah, if, if the opportunity came, I think, that, I think they'd spend the money. Yeah. As for us, I have no idea where we go from here. I genuinely have no idea. We didn't have a shot in the second half. Yeah, it's not great. I don't understand. We, for the last three or four weeks, or probably all season, to be fair. So if you take the Arsenal game, we played yeah. the second half against Arsenal. We didn't bother in the first half. If you take the Chelsea game, we played in the first half, didn't bother in the second half, or were certainly outplayed in the second half. This game, we played all right in the first half. It took us 10, 15 minutes to get going. And then we didn't bother in the second half. We can't keep playing for 45 minutes a week it's not gonna work I mean, it's not working it's not working and something needs to change now we either need to change the way we are playing because i am getting sick of this let's whack it up to harry kane opie holds it up and brings everybody else into play or we i genuinely don't know what we do chris i don't i am i'm very i'm, I'm always a very optimistic fan I always have been. You know, I'm always willing to give someone time. I always applaud when they give effort and when they try. It doesn't look like most of them are trying at the moment. Yeah. Well, the, work, um, the work ethic's the first thing, isn't it? The work, e the work ethic stinks, frankly, from most of them. There are a few that are getting about. Obviously, Hjorberg, Skip, Sun, Lucas, even to an extent, Eric Dyer. But the rest of them, they just don't seem interested. And whether that's because of the way we're playing, I don't know. I, I don't think changing the manager solves the problem because if you took three and a half months to bring in a manager, who do you then change it to in a couple of weeks? Do we go back to Ryan Mason to the end of the season? I think it's too early to be calling on Nuno's head. But the trouble is, Chris, the once they turn against you, and most of them have, and there's a there's a small minority, I think, that are still on his side. Once they get on his back, they will not get off his back until he goes, and that's unfortunately. This is this is this is the issue I think with it. No, I, I don't think it's a Tottenham issue. This is this comes with a lot of football fans. I think. Yeah. They would rather watch their team lose and be right about their manager. Than, than just support what's there and be glad when they win. Yeah. Seen it, we've seen it with some United fans, particularly the Twitter United fans, rather than I think the people coming out of the Stratford end, although I think things are starting to change in that respect. But, yeah, you know, I, I look on Twitter and I see a lot of these fans just, just 
they're happy they're almost happy that the club have lost so that they can they can have a pop at the manager yeah and you, and you see this at a lot way. a lot yeah. of fan bases you see this now they would yeah. rather see their team lose so they can be right about the manager than or a, a particular player yeah you know they there's a lot of united fans that would love to see fred have a bad game just so they can have a go at fred yeah you know what i mean and it's the same with Delhi alley for us yeah yeah Delhi alley definitely falls into the fred category of if he doesn't play well Delhi is slated yeah and, yeah and and that is that is a that is a issue for a lot of fan bases you see arsenal arsenal arsenal, yeah, are arsenal are a prime example of that as well yeah you know they would much rather be playing bad so they can get their opinion across and be right but i don't want to be like that no and it shouldn't be like that you should be like okay you can have an opinion but at the end of the day when the team are out there you need to be supporting them and even so don't don't be having a go at the individual at that point it's like okay you haven't played well today hope you play better next hope you play better next time but you don't see that it's oh no they should just be out the club yeah, no, it's a, it's a collective responsibility. Yeah, it was the, the Europa League final last year. I saw someone tell me that David De Gea should get out of the club. You love David De Gea, so that wasn't going to happen. It, it didn't go down well, and then at the same time, now he's our best player again. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that Liverpool game would have been a hell of a lot worse had David De Gea not been there. Surely, I mean, to be fair, it would have been three worse. I think they had about eight shots on target in the end. I think <laughs> so. It could only have been about three worse, but like, even so. He has been up. He has been back yeah. to his best. He has he has got you some points this season. Obviously, the Atalanta game made a good save in the Atalanta game as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... But yeah, to, to digress. But just to take this, this you know, this is a wider a wider issue. Is a football fans just rather their opinion be right than their club than be proved. If they get proved wrong by a player, they're not. You know what I mean? It's just like they want that. It gets to a point where they want them to be bad so they can get out. Get a tweet out. Yeah. A bit like that Paul Ince tweet. Yes. Yeah. They just, they want to go and go, I told you so, I was right. Football Twitter all over. Yeah. Shame, isn't it? Yeah. Hopefully brighter things to come for Spurs, though. Obviously Manchester United this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a very big conversation about that next week. I have a funny feeling. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but. How many Spurs? We still got we got this. So moving yeah, we'll, on. We'll beat you. What's that? We'll beat you. <laughs> and moving on, so we'll go back to Friday night. Now I was told by a friend that I needed to talk about Emil Smith Rowe. And we are going to talk about Emil Smith Rowe because I thought he played really, really well on Friday. I, he was I think we talked about Emil Smith Rowe before. We have spoken about it. He's been Emile very Smith-Rowe complimentary before. about Smith Rowe. But we, I think we need to now start waxing lyrical about him because he's I playing thought, I really, I think really I did well. that. I think he's he's an incredible talented talent. And the fact that Aston Villa... Because he was heavily linked with a move to Villa in the summer. He was. And I, 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 was, I was just like, that's never going to happen. He's one of the best talented footballers that Arsenal have right now. Villa, you've got no chance. It seems like a lifetime ago, that one. Yeah. And I was just... I was just like, no, I, I, I'm a big fan. I think yeah. he's phenomenal. I think he's... he will be in the England squad come November. I think he should be. He should be. His he form be. has been great. He's, yeah. he's everything that we like about our England players. Yeah, took his goal really well as well on Friday. 
just head yeah. down, ran towards the goalkeeper, slotted it in the corner nicely. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm a... finish. No, you don't need to. You're preaching to the converted here, whoever that was. I thought, you know, he's been. A, he's a very talented player. He, even I'm one of the converted because I love him. I mean, I, I know we talk about football manager a little bit on this podcast. If he's available and he won't be anymore, he was one of my go-to players to bring in for a bit of youth, yeah. bit of sort of flair. Yeah, yeah. And he, I, you know, um, I think I think come the England squad, it'll be Sancho. Given the boot and Smith Rowe comes in, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think you might well be right there, mate. Yeah. Obviously, they play pretty well as well, Arsenal, on the game. Yeah. Gabriel and White are starting to form a partnership now. They are starting to form a partnership. Obviously, they've now got Partey fit, and you yeah. can see that difference in front of the, the back four that Partey protects them. Obviously, I saw Ben White near enough on the Aston Villa penalty area at one point, and I wondered, what the hell are you doing there? He just carried on with the play. It's so good. They know they're looking better now. Like, like I said, they they got this form of this team that's emerged, like after that troublesome run. Yeah. And like they got Ben White back, they got Gabriel back, and I think that settled them down. And Partey coming back into the team, it settled them down, and you could see the core group now within that Arsenal side that look that look decent. They are obviously they're unbeaten in five now. Arsenal, they're in that middle pack of sort of four teams on 14 at the moment yeah just outside the top six but it won't be long no i think bright brighton are going to move out of that i think west ham will eventually drop out and then the usual suspects will start to appear yeah, yeah. but um no arsenal played very well villa need to get some players back yeah they are missing a couple aren't they i mean I mean, I know I was a big fan of them bringing in Leon Bailey and he really needs to come back. I think he'll be such a big player for them. He came off the bench. Obviously, he'd been injured after that. Yeah. Well, they changed, they changed up, didn't they, in the second half because he came on for Twanzebe, didn't he? So. Yeah. yeah so they obviously went to four at the back for the second half. Yeah. Which, you know, sort of made him a bit more solid, but it didn't help him massively. I will mention Aston Villa's goal, though. Jacob Ramsey, one of the goals of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, no good goal. Off the underside of the bar, keeper no chance. Always looks nice when it comes in off the bar. Always looks nice when it comes off the underside of the bar. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And we'll move on to another side that we were talking about, sort of that mid-table area, Leicester City. They had a good win at the Brentford Community Stadium. They did. Yui Tillemans with another banging goal as well. That was an amazing strike. Just he does. He does that though, doesn't he? Corner. That's he does. His, that's his thing. That he's got them in the in the bag in the locker. The way it bounced up at him, you thought this is going in the stands, but he bounced up and he just controlled it. So David Raya had no chance. Uh, it was a good strike for sure. Obviously James Madison getting the wing for, win for him as well. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see him starting to find some form again. Yeah, definitely. Obviously he's had his injury problems, but again he's on his way back. Another yeah. one that's probably on the periphery of the England setup at the minute. I, I this this is my theory on on Madison, and it's nothing personal against him, but I don't think Gareth likes his personality. No, no, I can understand why you're saying that. Yeah, I, I think, and I think it's why he wasn't really in, around the squad that much before no, he, the Euros. He's probably got a little bit more growing up to do first. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think, I think Gareth's like. Mm, 
he's a bit on the fence about him. He probably sees a talented footballer. There's no doubt about that. But I, yeah, there's just I just I just don't get the feeling that Southgate fancies him. No, no. And when you see Mason Mount playing as well as he yeah. is at the moment, you exactly. kind of you know it's either or, isn't it? They they're both not going to get in the same team. Yeah, because they both play that sort of central role and can roam about a little bit between sort of Grealish and Saka, if Saka's on that side, or Sterling, or whoever. Yeah. Indeed. No, but um, that's solid solid for Leicester. Leicester's starting to find their form again as well, in they general, are, yeah. as, a, as a team. Brentford's having a little bit of a rocky spell. Two defeats on the bounce. Yeah, it's to be expected, though. You know, it is it... to be expected. I mean, obviously, they've done really, really well to this point. Yeah. They'll keep doing what they're doing, because, you know... They'll keep playing how Thomas Frank wants them to play, yeah. and they'll be fine. You know, we've there's much teams. I think there. I think there are teams in the league that are worse than them for sure. Absolutely, at least three. Yeah, I mean they've got they go to Burnley, don't they, this weekend? Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a test for them, Burnley. For sure. Should we move on to Burnley since we're talking yeah, about yeah. Burnley and the Southampton and Burnley game? Another couple of good, good goals in this one. Yeah. Obviously, Liveramento, your yep. your new best friend. My new best friend. Let's get him in. Yeah, I told you. He's the player, him. He, he did really well. Borgia, they seem to have found Danny Ings' replacement now. He seems to have started finding the back of the net a bit yeah, more. Yeah, a couple of games now, isn't it, who he's gone out of a bit of trouble. Yeah. The couple, as well, don't forget the couple from Maxwell Cornet as well needs to... Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, very, very good goals from Cornet. Yeah. Yep. Still no win for Burnley, though. No, that is worrying for them now. You have to feel that it's probably coming sooner rather than later. The, th- the thing is, I mean, what, there's three teams in the league that haven't won a game. I just feel with Burnley that this might be that season too far for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I worry about Leeds. I still worry about Leeds. Yeah, and we'll get on to Leeds shortly, but yeah. And then after that, Palace have shown signs of improvement. They have. They're playing really Watford nice football. Have showed signs of improvement. So you think you're looking at that that relegation battle and where it's going to come from, and it's like six teams possibly. Brentford could get drawn back into it. Yeah. The Villa aren't particularly playing great football. No. So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops between well between now and the next international break, and then it, of course then it's just the Big run up to Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Good game between Southampton and Burnley, that one. Very entertaining. Couple more to finish up with. Um, so we'll head to Ellen Road next. Big point for Leeds, I have to feel. I think Big so point. to get especially the the manner that you get it. Yeah. That will maybe be the catalyst for them kicking on. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. But um obviously losing Rafinha. Is going to be a bit of an issue for him. He's, yep. he, did he, I think he went off injured, didn't he, in the game? He did, and they brought on Gelhart, who yep. ran around and did really, really well, to be fair to him. He had a couple of chances. He was unlucky with one of them in particular. Yeah, but they need some players back, Leeds. They are starting to drop like flies, aren't they? Yeah, Wolves were all right. Yeah, I think if you'd have said to them at the start of the season, you know, you're going to draw at Ellen Road, they probably would have taken that. Yeah. Obviously not on recent form, but a point's a point for Wolves at the minute. Absolutely. It keeps them, t- it keeps them ticking over. 
all the cliches are coming out. They really are. But I think Huang Hee Chan is playing great. Oh, he is. He's a good he's doing, finding. He's he's doing really really well. Yeah. yeah, I'm pleased to see him doing well as well. Good find. And lastly, then we will head to Selhurst Park for Crystal Palace and Newcastle. One each. This one, Christian Benteke. Yep, on the score sheet really again. Goal. Missed one that he probably should have scored. Put it into yep. the side netting when it was probably easier to put it in the back of the net than it was to hit the side netting. It's a very Benteke thing to do. It is a very Benteke thing to do. You are quite right. And then Callum Wilson with an overhead equaliser for Newcastle. Yeah, he's got the. He, he scored a few like that, hasn't he? Callum Wilson he has. He's he is. very acrobatic, is Callum Wilson. I worry that he's going to get injured every time he does it, though, <laughs> with his maybe injury when, record. Yeah, maybe when he gets more into his 30s, it'll become a bit of a more of an he issue m- for him. He may not be doing it by the time he gets to there. Yeah. It really does make me scratch my head why someone bigger didn't go after Callum Wilson. I can see it. Because you, you're still you're taking a... Because he's probably a player that's going to cost you 30, 40 million, mm. at least. But there's no guarantee with him. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like, would he necessarily improve any of the options at any of the top clubs? I mean, he'd be a backup striker for us. But he's Callum Wilson thinking that I've got a chance of getting in the England squad because he has been in and around the England squad. Yeah. Going to want to go to Tottenham. And sit on the bench. Sit on the bench. And wait for Harry, for Harry Kane, Kane to tire out. Yeah. And that, that's been a lot of the issues, I think, for Tottenham with their striker options anyway. In yes, it years. has. Yeah. yeah, obviously we had Fernando Llorente. Yeah. Obviously Vinicius last year who didn't really work out. Yeah. So we, we need an older striker who's, you know, quite I could, happy to I could sit see, there. I could see yeah. Callum at... Arsenal, but when you've got Aubameyang again, when Aubameyang's in the form that he's starting to produce now, yeah, he's he's not he's not going to get in ahead of Aubameyang. No, no. You're going to drop Cristiano Ronaldo for Callum Wilson at the moment. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the United <laughs> hierarchy is doing that. Are well, you going to no. drop? Are you going to drop Lukaku? No, Callum Wilson. No. So that there's a player that's going to cost you thirty, forty million. You're not going to use him. But anyway, Callum Wilson, very talented, good goal scorer. Newcastle, I still think, are going to be in a relegation battle this year. Yeah, obviously now managerless Newcastle as well. Yeah, who After took who took the game? Graham Jones is in charge temporarily. They reckon okay. for the next three or four games. So okay, so they're going to have a bit of a process a, at least. Still having a conversation on who might be the new manager. Paolo yeah. Fonseca as the that's front the, runner. I that's think. the name, isn't it? Seca's done done the rounds. Yep. Been linked with every job under the sun so far this summer. Indeed. Right. Shall we move on to Around the World in 80 seconds? I have my timer ready. Go on then. Okay. I am now going to start talking about the world in 80 seconds. So, in Spain, Real Madrid win El Clasico by two goals to one to heap more pressure onto Ronald Koeman. Luis Suarez inspires Atletico Madrid's comeback against Sociedad. They are still top of the table, our Real Sociedad. Red cards galore in France, six in total over the weekend, which is a phenomenal number when you think about it. PSG scrape draw versus Marseille as Lens close the gap to seven points at the top of League 1. The big size in Germany had 
a good weekend. Wins for Bayern Munich and for Borussia Dortmund. There was a very funny incident between Jose Mourinho and the match referee as he was sent to the stands in the draw with Napoli. As Juventus leave it late to draw with Inter. An 89th minute penalty that one. Atalanta suffer more heartbreak as they concede a stoppage time equaliser. This time against Udinese. Couple of sackings from the EFL as Mick McCarthy left Cardiff City and Nigel Atkins left Charlton. And some sad news this afternoon that we were given that Rangers legend Walter Smith has sadly passed away and we send our condolences to his friends and family at this difficult time. Indeed, he spent a bit of time at Man United and uh, a small amount of time as the assistant with uh, Sir Alex Ferguson at United. He and he was manager of Everton as well. Yep. For, for I think it was about two or three seasons. Everton. Yeah, no, he was there for a bit at Walter Smith. Good, good manager, good man. Shame to see him go. Yes, and don't forget, if I overran to um, to let us know on the social medias, let's football pod on Twitter, or you can email us, let's talk football podcast 442 at com. Indeed, I hope you all had your stop watches out. I bet nobody have stop watch out. 100%. <laughs> How's Jean-Luca doing? Jean-Luca, he's still out with coronavirus. Damn. We are now six games into him being unavailable for Sander Hassan. They did draw, though. They brought, drew with Werder Bremen, which is actually a fairly that's good, a good result. result for them. So that's two draws in a row now Yeah, for them. Since the change of manager, they've had a bit of an upturn in form. Nice, It's always nice. good to see. Happy times. Happy times, but we wish Gianluca well. Hopefully see you back on the pitch soon. Now, I don't know whether anyone saw... On the social medias over the weekend, there was a very weird game in the Scottish League One this weekend. Oh, I think I know this one. Do you know this one? I think I know this one. Is this the one with a ridiculous amount of red cards? This is the one with a ridiculous amount of red cards. Three Dumbarton players were sent off in the second half. Ridiculous. And they lost the game 3-2. In, in stoppage time, wasn't it? As in well? stoppage time. I think they they equalised, didn't they? In in like in stoppage time, and then they and then they conceded again. They did. They conceded in the ninety sixth minute. Considering they were down to eight men. Yes. In stoppage a, time. That's an amazing effort. To be they, fair to them, they equalised and then still managed to lose the game. Yeah, I mean you've got to go some to do that, haven't you? you I really think you have, have done. You have. That's uh, that's that's an effort. That really is an effort. Well played, Dumbarton. Right, shall I move on to the fixtures for this coming weekend? Let's do it. Let's go on to them then. So, Leicester City against Arsenal is the first game this weekend. A 12.30 kickoff for that one. Then Watford take on Southampton. Liverpool against Brighton. Newcastle, Chelsea. Manchester City at Crystal Palace. With Burnley and Brentford completing the 3 o'clock games on Saturday. It's the big one at the yet-to-be-named Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as Tottenham take on Manchester United. What a game that is going to be. On to Sunday where Norwich City take on Leeds. Aston Villa take on West Ham in the Battle of the Claret and Blues before the Monday night game between Wolves and Everton. Well, there we are. Lovely, lovely times. Here on the podcast, one more week in the bag. Got some great games. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about at the end of next week as well. But for now... We will leave you to it. Don't forget, thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, Let's Football Pod on Twitter at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. We will be back next week 
with all the news from the latest round of Premier League games. But for now, stay safe, look after yourselves, and we'll, um, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.